April 2023 was huge for the HomeKit Smart Home. In addition to some pretty significant product releases and announcements, which are deserving of their very own episode, we did see some under the hood and back end improvements and news, which we should probably talk about. So let's get into it. Greetings, Internet. My name is Dustin, and this is the My HomeKit Home Podcast, and here we look at the smart home with an Apple Home and accessibility focus. It's kind of hard to believe that it's already May, and that means that WWDC is right around the corner. Obviously, Apple's developers conference focuses on the software end of things, and that means HomeKit. The week-long event is usually where we see Apple's smart home platform get the most stage time, and hopefully that reigns true this year, but if the rumor mill is anything to take into consideration, it might be overshadowed by Apple's virtual reality efforts. But this episode won't focus on any WWDC predictions, but rather some actual developments and feature releases that we've seen come to the platform over the past few weeks, most noteworthy being the re-release of the updated HomeKit architecture that was originally pulled from iOS 16.2. Before updating my setup, I did wait a few days to see if there were any reports of any major issues, and aside from some random problems that people were reporting, there didn't seem to be any, so I went ahead and up updated my HomeKit architecture and I had zero problems updating and everything took a total of like three minutes, I think. Now, despite all of my wife's devices being updated to iOS 16.4 prior to me updating the HomeKit architecture, she wasn't actually able to access anything in the home after I updated it. All I did was simply remove her from the home and send her a new invitation and she was able to access everything in a matter of seconds. Now, in terms of improvements within the HomeKit platform itself, I haven't really noticed anything major. I think the changes are more subtle, if anything. So one thing I can say is that when, for example, I activate a scene, it does seem that all the devices react pretty much at the same time, as opposed to a sort of staggered effect that we had before. But other than that, I haven't really noticed anything major in terms of its functionality. Now, staying on platform improvements from Apple, in April, we also got the new sound recognition feature for the new HomePod and HomePod Mini. If you're unaware, this feature uses the microphones of your second generation HomePod or HomePod Mini to listen for smoke and CO detectors within earshot. So once the HomePod thinks that it recognizes one of these alarms, it'll send you a notification letting you drop in on the HomePod's audio so you can listen in. And if you have a camera in the room, it'll also send you a live video feed of what's going on so you can check in and see what's actually happening. While sound recognition for smoke and CO alarms is really cool, and it's actually kind of surprising that Apple didn't make this a premium feature of the new HomePod, it might give us a good indication of what we can expect from HomeKit in iOS 17. I can totally see Apple expanding upon this to include other abnormal sounds like glass breaking, dogs barking, and even babies crying. This would also be a huge win for accessibility, essentially bringing sound recognition from iOS over to the HomePod, making it much more powerful since you have more microphones throughout your home to detect things like water leaking or alarms beeping or things like that for people who are deaf or hard of hearing. This new feature also solves an issue that longtime HomeKit users are painfully aware of. 
HomeKit smoke and CO detectors are very few and far between, with there being only two that I'm aware of available on the U.S. market, both of which are made by First Alert, and by all accounts, they're fairly unreliable and both come in at a price point that's not so manageable for most consumers. So this new feature essentially makes third-party HomeKit smart smoke detectors obsolete. This, of course, is going to depend on how responsive HomePods are at picking up on these alarms, and in my admittedly limited testing, they've been pretty responsive, but I also haven't started any real fires. Now, I personally don't use it all that often since in my experience it's been kind of hit or miss, but Apple's intercom feature that allows you to send messages back and forth from different iOS devices to HomePods throughout the home could be seeing a refresh with this drop-in feature that kind of slid under the radar with sound recognition. I think I would be much more inclined to use this feature if it were two-way audio in real time as opposed to just sending voice messages back and forth. So hopefully we see this improvement comma to HomeKit in iOS 17. On top of this new sound recognition feature, we also now have the ability to create simple recurring automations by just using Siri on the HomePod. Something that's not talked about very often is the amount of time that we spend actually creating automations. Now, I don't know about you, but my process usually involves recognizing some sort of pattern or issue that can be solved with a smart home automation, then mentally walking through it, maybe deciding if I can set it up in Apple's Home app or if I need to use a shortcut or a third-party app, and then thinking about any hiccups or any obstacles that might prevent this automation from running properly. It's only then that I actually sit down and start creating the automation itself. Thankfully, for more simple recurring ones, we can just set them up now using our voice on the HomePod. We've been able to use Siri to create temporary delay timer automations to carry out smart home tasks in the future, but I haven't really found it all that useful. But this new ability to create simple recurring automations I think is going to be really useful, especially when adding a new device to your setup. Though Apple Home suggested automations are nice, they don't often get all that specific, so it's good to see this functionality come to the HomePod. And again, in terms of accessibility, this is great maybe for people with cognitive difficulties or for just fast-tracking the creation of basic yet fundamental smart home automations. So with these pretty boss upgrades, I do think it shows Apple's commitment to further pushing into the smart home and hopefully we'll see more features like them later this fall. Apple's Home app is a great daily driver for quick control and creating simple scenes and automations, but to really get the most out of your HomeKit home, you need to be using third-party HomeKit apps, and a couple of the more popular ones have seen some significant updates recently. Home Plus has long been the go-to for more advanced HomeKit enthusiasts, and in fact even predates Apple's own Home app. With its latest update, we now have the ability to replace an accessory across all scenes and automations that it's included in. So imagine something as simple as needing to replace a burnt-out smart bulb, maybe you are getting rid of your Wi-Fi smart plugs in lieu of new thread-powered ones, or maybe you're even making the shift over to matter where you can, this new feature is going to make these processes much less of a headache. It allows you to mark a device as a replacement, automatically swapping it out in any scenes and automation, including any applicable characteristics, leaving you little more to do than simply adding the new device to Apple Home. This feature will save so much time in a ton of different instances, and it really makes you think why this isn't a stock feature in the Apple Home app. 
It is just one of many, many reasons why you need Home Plus 6 in your HomeKit arsenal. Another third-party app that you should definitely look into is Home Widget, which also just got an update. Some time ago, I made a video on the YouTubes, which I'll link in the show notes, all about Apple Home lock screen widgets, which we got in iOS 16. Oddly enough, though, we still don't have native Apple Home widgets for the home screen, which is where Home Widget comes into play, but they take it a step further, allowing you to actually control scenes and accessories right from the widget itself. With this latest update, you can now add a position slider for your roller shades and shutters right to your home or lock screens. The developer has also taken advantage of a new shortcuts feature in iOS 16.4, which automatically relocks your device after running a home widget shortcut from the lock screen. Admittedly, Home Widget is a bit more of an advanced app, but it's insanely powerful and only continues to get better. Home Plus and Home Widget are worth diving into if you want to get the most out of your HomeKit home, and both have made significant efforts on the accessibility front, so definitely check out both of them linked in the show notes. Before getting into the last bit of news and the main discussion for today's episode, I want to take a minute to talk about today's sponsor, Exter. If you don't already know, Exter makes some high-quality, everyday carry accessories that complement your smart lifestyle perfectly. Their smart wallets and card holders are stylish, compact, durable, and come in a variety of materials and colors, including their recently released aluminum gunmetal card holder, which is a close second to their carbon fiber card holder, which is my personal favorite. It can hold up to six cards, which are easily accessible with the quick release button and features Exter's RFID blocking tech. Both of these are perfect for Father's Day, which will be here before you know it, and you can get up to 35% off of your order now through June 20th by using promo code MyHomeKitHome at checkout or by going to shop.exter.com slash MyHomeKitHome. Make Pops proud this Father's Day by not only gifting him a super sweet smart wallet, but also saving some dough in the process. Go to shop.exter.com slash MyHomeKitHome. Apple Home is known for and often chosen because of Apple's stance on security and privacy and for the most part is superior to the other major players in the smart home game in this regard, but that doesn't mean it's a flawless platform. There haven't been many and as far as we know they haven't been used in any real world situations, but there have been a couple of instances of researchers finding security exploits using HomeKit. Let me first begin by stating simply that these vulnerabilities were patched well before evildoers could do any harm with them, and there have only been two of them to the best of my knowledge, but we definitely need to be aware of them. As with anything, if it can be created, it can be broken into. This latest discovery involved a zero-click malware attack triggered by the user receiving an iMessage which attempted to take advantage of security flaws in HomeKit. This vulnerability was initially discovered by researchers in October of 2022 and then divulged to Apple to give them ample time to patch the affected issues before releasing their findings to the public, effectively eliminating any harm to the end user. So what does this all mean? Zero-click hacks are just that. You don't actually need to do anything in order to receive the malware. This is obviously extremely disconcerting, but these attacks are few and far between and are mainly used by organizations to target social and political dissenters. This probably isn't you, but if you think it is, Apple did roll out lockdown mode, which severely limits your device's functionality in an attempt to ward off these threats. For the rest of us, I don't personally think we have a lot to be concerned about, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware and vigilant. 
Use common sense and don't click on any links from suspicious senders, whether they messages or emails. And whatever you do, don't send any money to the Prince of Nigeria, no matter how terrible his situation sounds. Specific to HomeKit, make sure the devices that you're adding to your setup are legitimate HomeKit or Matter accessories. If you see something on AliExpress that seems a little bit funky and it's from a brand you've never heard of before, don't risk it. It's not worth it no matter how cheap that device is. Now, if you're super concerned about your HomeKit setup security and what your devices are actually communicating, you might want to consider investing in a HomeKit secure router. There aren't a ton of these out there, but they essentially allow you to fine-tune to what degree your HomeKit devices are communicating with the outside world. Like I said, there aren't a ton of these available on the market, and I'll leave links in the show notes to a couple of them. So what's the takeaway? Although living in the Apple walled garden is nice, it's not impenetrable. Just be aware of what you're doing online, what you're agreeing to, and you'll probably be okay. Well, that's about all I have for today. Again, stay tuned in the coming days because I will be doing another episode on all of the different product releases and announcements since April and the first part of May have been pretty eventful. Don't forget to check us out on the YouTube and social media at My Home Kit Home. And for even more HomeKit goodness, head over to the blog at myhomekithome.com. Well, thanks for listening to the end and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you.